HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. You can't have plant-based breakfast without a plant-based egg. You can get started with a free sample. Just head to ju.st slash hrn. This episode is brought to you by Diageo Bar Academy. Learn more at diageobaracademy.com. That's D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com. This week on Meet and 3, we're celebrating the food culture of South Carolina with its chef ambassadors. I'm super excited that it's soft shell crab season. <laughs> Those little suckers are delicious. People think, oh, tomato's a tomato. No, there is a, a good tomato and a bad tomato. So when they come to, to Hampton or even, you know, even in South Carolina, you can really find a incredible ingredient. We started getting lettuce from Micro Leon Farms in Conway. He's it's a, a super sweet family that runs that little farm. Tune in to Meet and 3, available wherever you get your podcasts. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Souther Teague. And I'm Greg Benson. Greg, how are you, my friend? I'm, I'm doing pretty damn good. How are you? Uh, you know, I think that for the first time in quite some time, I'm feeling uh, a bit more hopeful than I have been. Uh, there's been some drips of news uh, that have come out that, that, that are starting to show the, I don't know, the sun also rises. Yes, yes. I, and I think that's why I'm doing pretty damn good, because it does feel in a lot of ways that uh, I'm not I'm no longer whenever I get a notification on my phone, whenever I feel it buzz in my pocket and I see it's from The New York Times, I don't have the thought of like, oh, fuck, what now? You know, um, <laughs> and just the other night I got a, a really great alert that Cuomo chips are a thing of the past. Restaurants yeah. are no longer going to be required to serve a meal or a <laughs> meal yeah. with, uh, with drinks because, you know, I guess people finally realize that the fine line between responsible imbibing and anarchy is not, in fact, one slice of American cheese between two pieces of Wonder Bread. Yeah, I think uh, we were dealing a lot with, uh, you know, so, some of the same stuff that was going on with the laws that led up to the beginning of Prohibition. You know, the 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 hotel law so you had so bars put a cot in the back of the room uh, so they could claim that they were a hotel the the law about food where they would just have a single sandwich that they would just pass around it would be moldy and crusty and no one would eat it you just had to have it on offer many bars here in New York City offered you know, just as you said two slices of Wonder Bread and a slice of Kraft American cheese and I definitely went to a, a bar in my neighborhood uh, early on uh, where they they would they would take it back from you if you didn't eat it and and sell it to the next guy it was it was in a plastic bag you know it was in a zip top bag as long as you didn't open it they were like yeah this is the, this is the one we just hand out and take back as long as, as long as you don't open it or sneeze on it uh, yeah. my, my personal favorite and i'm not going to name names but i did go to a bar that was serving a uh, a cup of gazpacho which was a plastic ramekin full of bloody mary mix <laughs> that's getting around it you know back uh, in my time in in um, uh, atlanta uh, where you know it's actually similar to New York, we we still have it too. A blue law where you can't drink until afternoon on Sundays, but we served brunch, right? So we were open before that. So uh, I was at a place where we served uh, 
chilled tomato vodka soup in a bowl with ice and a straw. Um, <laughs> so we got around to that and, way. And, uh, and a sprig of celery, you know, for, for vitamins. Of course. Uh, so that's great news. You're right. And that came out last night. And just today, I wake up to see this uh, beginning May 3rd, which is just around the corner next week. Um, we can seat at the bar, at the bar proper. Right. So you can sit oh, at the bar. Yes. Hang, hang out with <laughs> chat with a bartender, live person making you a drink, hopefully. Uh, and then on the May 17th, the midnight outdoor dining area curfew for bars and restaurants will be lifted. And then following shortly on May 31st, the midnight indoor area curfew will be lifted. So we can go back to, um, you know, quote unquote, bar hours. We don't have to be like, well, it's 11 o'clock. Everybody go home. Um, Get out. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm a little. Uh, I mean, there's part of me that's happy to hear it. There's also part of me that's kind of gotten used to this early night situation. So um, I don't know how excited I am to hear that the curfews are lifted, but I'm certainly glad to see that uh, the trend is headed towards, you know, uh, getting back to business. I won't say normal because I think we've we've beaten that horse enough, right? We're not we don't want to go back to normal. Their normal wasn't great. We're trying to strive for better, uh, but at least we can get back to business. Yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm sort of conflicted about this because, you know, obviously we, you know, people, we, everyone who's over 16 in New York State is able to get vaccinated. That's amazing. So obviously on a walk-in basis who, now, you can just walk in. You don't have to make an appointment anymore. I think that's important to note. It's all walk-in now. Just, just go. Get it done. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, hopefully the people that are uh, making these laws are, are taking that into account and taking, you know, their, their looking into the future a little bit and uh, trying to see, okay, like this could be safe. Also, maybe Andrew Cuomo is trying to win back a few fans. I don't know. That's also a possibility <laughs> that we can't discount. But, uh, you know, there's also, I, I, it makes me wary right now when I look at what the COVID numbers are in the New York area. But it also fills me with a little bit of hope that, okay, I don't think that, this would happen if it was a completely bad idea. Like, could there potentially be setbacks? Could there potentially be, you know, uh, a, a rethinking of this down the line? Absolutely. And I would hope that that was undertaken with public safety, the safety of us, the safety of our guests at the heart of everyone's interest. But it also speaks to the fact that, hey, the people who are following this and have all the data and know more than I do see a future where, I'm not going to have to, you know, sit behind several walls of plexiglass and and not be able to sit at the bar, which I miss so much. And I'm very, very excited that the time that I get to do that again is right around the corner. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be a freeing. It's going to be a lot of good news for people. And, you know, I think it's also timely. The weather is breaking. I think it's supposed to get into the 80s today here in New York City, which is incredible given the cold snap that we just had um so i think that even though the ability to go back indoors is imminent uh now the ability to be outdoors is much more comfortable so i think that uh, it'll increase revenue flow for all these struggling businesses including mine uh, that have been really you know hampered by this situation uh you know we, we can start to uh i don't know if breathe easier is the right term given that we're, you know, we're still wearing masks but <laughs> i'm not but, touching that one with a 10-foot pole man <laughs> yeah but get to the place where we can uh start at least having conversations regarding the word that we've kind of avoided for a year now profitability <laughs> Ooh, i thought you were gonna say normal <laughs> uh no 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 we're, we're scratch normal normal we don't want remember we want to we want to go to something new but the but you know the real goal uh as a business is to finally be able to at least start talking about the notion of profitability uh we've been in this limbo for uh you know a, over a year now where we are simply operating at break even if not loss on every single day that we open um and we can't sustain that you know yeah at some point you have to either surrender or, or start winning. And hopefully this is just the sign that we're going to start winning and we can come back to life. Let's well, come back unfortunately, to life. I, I, absolutely. And unfortunately, we don't have Damon here to offer the, the sunshiny perspective, but I'm in a sunshiny enough mood today, so I can say it. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a great summer, man. I think that people are so tired of making their own cocktails at home and so tired of not being able to 
be around other human beings without fearing for their own mortality. And, you know, I, I, I say this as someone who is fortunate enough to get vaccinated very, very early, but the weight that it takes off of your mind to be able to re-enter society in a more safe way than I was able to for a year is is huge. And I think once we get a critical mass of people in the city who have that and can do it safely and responsibly, I think people are going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think in, in a lot of in a lot of ways you're right, and you're right that 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 shoulder lifting burden uh, coming off you once you've been vaccinated. Because uh, I I didn't I haven't mentioned it because I've felt a little awkward about it, frankly. But as of yesterday, I am fully vaccinated and past the two weeks of post vaccination waiting time, uh, and it is somewhat of a relief to think about to think that you know I, you know I'm I've 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 made myself safer and hopefully made the made society safer as a whole. That's amazing. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I guess my, my invitation to your debutante coming out party must've gotten lost in the mail, but you know, <laughs> once uh, just e- email we'll me the details back. after the show, I'll, fa- yeah. I'll, I'll make sure I get there. Yeah, we'll, um, circle, we'll circle back. Well, speaking of, of reopening and sort of uh, coming up with good ways to put the world back together and approach something that is better than the normal we left behind a year and change ago, joining us in the studio today, we have Mark Barrett of Diageo Bar Academy, who also is a former professional magician who performed for Steven Spielberg at the premiere of Jurassic Park, uh, which... <laughs> It's an amazing tidbit that I just, I didn't know when else that was going to come up in the podcast. So I wanted to make sure we're going to talk, we're, we're not going to make you talk about magic. I want to talk about drinks. I want to talk about education. I want to talk about learning, but the public had to know. Mark. Hey, guys, great to be with you. Uh, welcome. Yeah. Welcome all the way from London. Another, uh, another out of country guest, uh, like I said, off air, you know, it's been a small silver lining to the, uh, to the, to the pandemic times that during the during this time, we've been able to have more and more people on from all over the world on shorter notice than we used to because we're no longer live in studio. Uh, but really oh, it's great to be here. Just great. listening to you guys talking about the, what's been going on there, the the chips. Um, I guess that was just like the the food thing, the 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 creative way that the bar industry got round. And the UK, we were the same. I mean, looking at some of the, uh, I know of a, a particular group where they never sold food. And they were told, you know, our amazing prime minister, he told everyone that you can open up, but you have to sell some food. So they started selling like microwave um, frankfurters. Uh, so they like rented a couple yeah. of those rolling, you know, those rolling machines with the frankfurters at the back of the oh, cinema. Of yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, they didn't sell any. They had the same packet on all night, similar to what you were saying, <laughs> But, you know, it was so, I mean, if anyone says the bar industry is not creative, then, you know, let's 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 have a word with that person, because uh, I think I think this has shown the resilience and the creativity that when everyone puts their mind together, it's like, right, we're going to do this. And I and I love the the fact that because you're right that that's something that we were talking about here that I've seen very much in in New York and I've heard about happening all over the world is that people will install these things but it's understood by mm. them and by their clientele that this isn't a means to cook food this is a prop that's all this is this we is just part food. of the production design drink, of the yeah. new normal that we have to live in yep <laughs> if you if you look at this rolling hot dog and think well that mm, looks delicious then that. you're welcome to it i guess i'm gonna get that manhattan now and <laughs> <laughs> yes this mm-hmm. will pair really nicely with a jungle bird um well and you were you were talking uh before we got on air that that yeah. pubs are starting to open back up in london too and i'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about yeah, that yeah so how it, that you know is, what it's been it's back. been fantastic to see so um similar to what you guys were saying you know everyone is we i mean we were locked down funnily enough i know the date off the top of my head because i found a receipt in a pair of jeans which actually don't fit anymore but uh, i found a, pe- a receipt Yeah, that COVID-19. I found a receipt, which was the last meal I'd had out, which was on the uh, 14th of December. And I'd gone into town. Uh, I live very very central, so I was in Soho. And um, yeah, that was my... And I found this receipt and I was like, wow, that that was my last meal out. So we opened up two weeks ago. Uh, only outside, only up to six people, only from two households, but you know, it's six people as long as you're outside. Uh, we now don't have to have food. Um, you can just actually go and have a drink. 
but it's been amazing to see um, the, uh, once again, the creativity of outlets that literally have three, four tables at the front. And, you know, we're not, we're not in Miami here. We're, you know, we've got the, we've got the great British <laughs> weather, um, which thank everything the um the weather the weather gods have been on our side so we've actually had i mean it's been cold but it's been bright and non-rainy so today i'm talking to you from my office in the garden and it's pouring down with rain today's the first day of rain so we've had two the out the on trade have had about two and a half weeks of like really good trading um which has just been really great to see you know you walk you walk down your high street and it's buzzing again it's like oh Thing. yeah so it's good it's good right right to just see people out on yeah. the streets out and about and, and you yeah. know, moving around Life. you know the the sort of the anthill the, the anthill that we're used to watching you know in, in cities like new york and london yeah. uh, teeming yeah. with life again i mean yeah. they're all shivering but um you know they're out <laughs> i mean <laughs> if i if i had worked for like a, a an outdoor heating company you know the outdoor gas heaters and uh, gazebos uh, i wish i'd put some money into that but but yeah no so it's all good great to see it i think we've got another two weeks to go and then we'll be able to dine inside um subject to everything going well but we're doing really well with the vaccinations um so yeah touch wood all is good yeah yeah touch wood indeed um talk to me a little bit about your time uh that you were in south africa what were you doing uh, in that part of the world for as long yeah, as you were no, so i did um i actually worked in nigeria for two and a half years and then in south africa for two years so i've been working with diazo so i've been working with diazo coming in this is my 20th year um and yeah, there was an opportunity that came up and uh, I went and lived out in Nigeria first, came back from that, came back to the UK and then an opportunity arose in South Africa in Cape Town. So Nigeria is a fantastic country, but it, it's not it's not known for its beaches. Let's put it like that. I mean, it's a great it's it's fantastic. <laughs> the people are fantastic. I love the food. I love the culture. But beaches and, and great, hot, beautiful sunshine. I mean, it was hot, but beautiful sunshine, maybe not. Uh, so a, an opportunity came up in Cape Town and uh, I took it. So, and again, it was working with Diageo Bar Academy. Uh, but I was living in Cape Town, traveling to uh, other parts of Africa, well, all over Africa. Uh, yeah, a great, great, great place. Fantastic bars, fantastic nightlife uh restaurants amazing seafood amazing um and their bar culture is really like come up is fantastic to see yeah really taking off we've had a few guests on from that part of the world as well and it's been pretty fascinating to hear the things that are going on over there what uh what were you doing with diageo so i'm responsible for diageo bar academy in africa um and as my role has just changed around um at one point the company thought and you know and i thought it'd be a great idea to be actually living and working in africa uh whilst whilst doing what i did uh so that was it so it was um you know, traveling into countries like Nigeria, Kenya, Ghana, Mozambique, um, from from Cape Town, um, which was you know a fantastic experience. And funnily enough, it's actually everyone thinks, oh, it, was, it must have been so much easier for you to get to all those countries. It actually wasn't, <laughs> but I, I loved it at the same time. Um, but uh, yeah. What's the engagement like there? Like how uh, how are bars uh, engaging with uh, with sort of the new trends that are going on all over the world, and how are they how are they getting that information? And, and in, we're in South advantage? Africa or just Africa in total? Yeah, in general. Yeah, in Look, general. I think um, South Africa tend to be uh, at the forefront of you know taking trends. Uh, you know they've had a couple of bars in the world's uh, world's top um, bars. Um, they've had. There's, you know, several competitors from world class, Diageo's world class. Um, so they take the trends and I think uh, the rest of Africa kind of look at South Africa. But as I say that, I would say that's how it was uh, maybe five, six years ago. Now we're starting to see a real uh, um, trend of 
market countries like you know Kenya, Nigeria, uh, Uganda, Ghana, who have all started to you know within all these cities, you know it's it's a smaller universe of outlets that are I don't know super trendy uh, where you've got like fantastic drinks being served. Um, sort of when I say fun, you've got lots of outlets serving great drinks, but you know that sort of top five percent, top three percent of those bars that are just like the place, the trend setting place, and they're now starting to come. They're now starting to emerge a lot more of them. So if I look back to say three, four years ago, in a country like Nigeria or Ghana, you'd probably have maybe three of those kind of outlets that everyone was aspiring to be. Now that is just starting to go through the roof and everyone's, I think the bar trade, the on-trade professionals now are seeing that they've actually, there's something that they can aspire to. And it's not just countries like South Africa or, or the UK or America or, um, you know, where, where they're seeing these bartenders come out of, they're actually seeing homegrown talent. I think that really makes a difference, really makes a difference. Uh, so it's it's fantastic to see. It's really good to see. That's fantastic, and and yeah, it really reminds me of something that that's happened even over the past decade here in in the United States. Where you know, I remember back in the day, you'd look at the you know fifty best list or like the nominees for mm. best cocktail bar at Tails, and it would be yeah, like yeah, New yeah, York City, yeah. New York City, Chicago, yeah. New York City, and then maybe someone from Dallas or something would sneak oh, in. And you'd be oh. like, oh whoa, that, yeah. they must be doing something really special. And now it's you know you can go to really small market cities and and see that there are people who are making drinks that are just as good as yeah. the ones you can find in New York or New Orleans or San Francisco or Seattle. And I think that's awesome because it shows that it's not some, you know, secretly guarded exactly. magic spell we learned from runes or whatever. It's a it's a craft that anyone can anybody do. can can do yeah. if they're passionate. I, I, about we, it. we we actually um, we had a actually um, t- uh, there was a guy from Ghana went to Tales of think three years ago he was the first african to ever actually go to tails can you imagine what repercussion that had when he went back to ghana i mean he's treated like a celebrity but for the rest of africa as well they're like wow you know that 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 is something you know this young Ghanaian kid from the village goes to tails i mean Sure. And all the I'm, I'm certain all the you know information and knowledge that he yeah. brought back and hopefully shared with his colleagues there. And also and also just sort of showing uh, that bit of, uh, you know, mm-hmm. like, look, this can be done. We can do this. Right. You, all you need in life, I think, are, are examples. Uh, and, and once you have an example, you can you can mimic and, and make something of your own. That's pretty incredible. I, I didn't I didn't hear or read about that. That's pretty great. Yeah, It'd be the first. From, no, your, exactly. from your entire exactly. country from, to make I it think, I think tales from the, the continent <laughs> I may stand corrected but I think he was pretty from the continent he was he was the first to ever go so yeah. that's fantastic and that's and that's kind of been uh, I, I think maybe this would be a good point to to backtrack because we were throwing around your job uh, a little bit but but a lot of what you do is sort of you know uh, sharing these these techniques and these ideas and really, you know, helping to bring it to to bring, you know, this this thing that we call making cocktails all over the world. Talk to us a little bit about uh, Diageo Bar Academy, sort of what it is, how it got started and how you wow. got to be. Um, so, yeah. So Diageo Bar Academy dot com is it's an inspirational, but it's it's educational. It's a resource for everyone and anyone who either works in or who wants to work in a bar or a bar restaurant hospitality industry um it's it's there to offer resource and skills um for anyone and uh you know there are countries where there is there's train face-to-face training uh but there's a lot of online training there's loads of self-serve sort of um training and modules that people can go through i mean there's there's so much i mean we could actually sit here for like an hour talking about what's on there but you know there's there's uh, like <laughs> e-learning modules um there's inspiration uh from you know guest contributors from around the world and i think that's what's great about it so 
diazurebaracademy.com is obviously it's global so you could be in uh, you could be in Accra in Ghana or Alabama. You could be in Kansas or you could be in Kenya. Um, you could be in Manchester or Michigan. You like no matter where you are, you could literally you can log on, <laughs> sign up, um, you know, and and just like take loads of learning, loads of inspiration, um, and and better yourself. And I think you know what's been amazing, or you know. Um, really positive to see and we were talking earlier about like the positives that have come out of this covid crisis um has been you know one of the positives have been there have been a lot of people sitting at home with not much to do so you know diazurebaracademy.com really stepped into that place of trying to offer you know virtual training um and we saw our numbers really go through the roof of people just wanting to hear you know podcasts like this you know talking to um, you know, guest speakers from around the world, bartend, famous bartenders, uh, influencers, you know, all sorts. Um, so it's, it's been really, it's been an interesting journey. And I think this, this pandemic has probably shaped it a little bit because we've had so much more new content, uh, to put in and new stuff to think about, you know, like health and well-being. you know, how, how do you look after yourself? You know, this is an industry and I think, I've read both of your biogs, um, and you know we've we've worked in this industry. It can be quite a grueling industry, you know. So, health and well-being. How do you mm -hmm. look after yourself? How do you take how do you take that time to look after yourself? Or how do you actually start thinking about, um, you know, your leadership and negotiation skills, or your communication and teamwork, or selling your actual brand, you know, your personal brand. So, you know, it's not just a um, it's not just a, a website which is just going to talk to you about like drinks, you know, we're talking about like selling your personal brand or, you know, uh, like I say, your, your well-being or, or, or um, you know, communications and stuff. So, yeah, it's been it's been a really interesting journey, and, you know, with, with, you know, with over one, I think it's. I get the numbers wrong, but it's over. It's well over one million users uh, worldwide, and that number is like wow. growing. So, um, yeah, it's fantastic, <clears throat> and it's free. And it's free. It's free. Well, that's amazing. <laughs> Did I say it's free? And it's and it's. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do like free. Um, that's amazing, and I and I love that 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 you're sort of taking that very holistic approach to. Yeah. what bartending is because i think that was something that was really you know th that was something that was becoming a big focus even in the the years before the pandemic sort of at the last couple years of the previous decade you would see more like yeah. yoga classes or like alcohol free smoothie lounges or whatever at parties which you would never see when i first yeah, started exactly. cocktail conferences which i which i thought was good but i also think that as an industry we have um a tendency to maybe get swept mm. up in trends and really chase after the next shiny thing. So like, you know, we knew that we should be focusing on ourselves and our health and wellness, but then, you know, someone like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Liquid nitrogen. Triple shift, but I'm going to learn liquid shit. nitrogen know, yeah. now. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think this, um, forced sabbatical mm. that we've all been on over the past year has has been an opportunity to you know kind of get get back to basics and focus on you know our focus on making sure that our, our fundamentals and our skills are right and where they should be but also on you know what we need to arm ourselves with in terms of knowledge and in of, of our craft and knowledge of ourselves for when we 100%. go back behind the bar to make sure that when we, yeah. when we do it, we 100%. can do it right. You know? And I think also a hundred percent, I agree with that. Um, it's not just about, yeah, this is a bourbon, this is a whiskey, you know, great. We know that, but you know, going back into, you know, with outlets have been closed for so long. Um, you know, people, you know, you forget things. <laughs> Um, so it's about refreshing, refreshing those skills. And I think what's also great is we don't just do it in one same format. So we've got podcasts, we have events, we have short, like bite-sized videos, newsletters, blogs, interviews, trends, tips, tricks, you know, so it's all, you know, so even if you're just on, on the tube or the bus, um, on the subway, as you guys call it, 
uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you, yeah, you've got 10 minutes, uh, you can, you know, have a quick listen to a, a 10 minute podcast or a quick like bite-sized learning video, uh, which is cool as well, because everybody learns in a different way. You know, you don't, this is how you make a Manhattan. This is how you'd make a, you know, so it's not that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I love, I love that it's in a, a really, you know, informative, but digestible format so that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the sort of thing where like, in order to learn this, you have to clear yeah. your calendar for an hour and sit yeah, down exactly. at the seminar. You know, you can do it. Yeah. Like you said, if you're just on the bus to, to work or a friend's place or even God forbid, <laughs> going, a bar going to your soon, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, oh, yeah. coming soon. Yeah. Uh, well, that's amazing. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break here and hear from some of our sponsors, but we're going to be back in just a second with Mark Barrett from Diageo Bar Academy. Stay tuned. Just Egg is now the fastest growing egg brand in the United States. Bring more plant-based consumers in your doors with easy-to-use Just Egg. You can get started with a free sample. Just head to ju.st slash hrn. That's ju.st slash hrn. Made from plants, Just Egg is a better egg for you and for the planet. It's healthier with no cholesterol and less saturated fat, and it's more sustainable. Just Egg uses less water and generates fewer carbon emissions. Most importantly, it's delicious. For our listeners who operate a food service establishment, you can get a sample for free. Head to ju.st slash hrn. That's ju.st slash hrn. Just Egg makes a delicious plant-based addition to any menu. It's available as a liquid scramble. Great for omelets, frittatas, stir-fries, and French toast. There's also a frozen pre-baked folded version that's ideal for filling breakfast sandwiches or topping salads. Chef Jose Andres calls Just Egg mind-blowing and Bon Appetit says, It's so good, I feel guilty eating it. Put the fastest-growing egg brand on your menu. Get a free sample of Just Egg for your restaurant at ju.st hrn. Whether you're a bartender, barback, manager, or if you're completely new to the industry, Diageo Bar Academy has easy-to-access resources to help you learn new skills or stay in the loop with all the latest industry trends. Greg, what are you seeing as industry trends as we re-emerge from the pandemic? Well, uh, in addition to wearing masks and getting vaccinated, let me look into the old uh, <laughs> crystal ball here that I keep next to me for all the recordings of the speakeasy. Uh, my theory, and I could be completely wrong about this because I famously whiffed on sparkling cider three summers ago, but what I see happening is I think that there's going to be a real, it's going to be the summer of classics. I think you're going to see a lot mm. of margaritas. I think you're going to see a lot of daiquiris. I think you're going to see the occasional uh, Manhattan martini old fashioned out there because I think people are just really excited to come out to bars again. I think that's the trend. I think the trend is going to be going out to bars and getting reacquainted with all of these drinks that, you know, people have been missing for the past year. And I think I think I agree. I think it's it's almost like comfort food, but it's, it's comfort drinks. People are going to go to the sort of the comfortable, the easy to recognize and the easy to imbibe. I think also, uh, you know, through all this batched cocktails, bottled cocktails, cocktails to go, delivery cocktails are going to be on the rise as well. Absolutely. I, I think that that's going to be a big thing. I think people have uh, really liked being able to get their favorite drinks to go. And I think that's going to stick around for a while. And fortunately for us and for everybody else in this industry, uh, Diageo Bar Academy has lots of great courses about just that, about building out a really great to-go program, not only figuring out how to make the drinks, but how to track your delivery services, how to track your to-go orders, and how to uh, monetize your online inventory and sales. Yeah, it's a wealth of resources, and it's all available for free to anyone. Stay informed, inspired, and connected to grow your career or business by joining Diageo Bar Academy today. That's D-I-A-G-E-O baracademy.com. Become a member and sign up for the newsletter today. It's completely free, and you'll you'll be amazed at all they have to offer. I highly recommend you go check it out. Amen. 
Welcome back to the Speakeasy here on Heritage Radio Network. Today in our virtual studio, we're hosting Mark Barrett, the Global Bar Academy Manager for Diageo Bar Academy. Uh, and we were just talking about your time down in Africa, and now we want to talk a little bit more about uh, the benefits of the Diageo Bar Academy in general uh, and, and how, we, how you go about getting uh, all of this great free education. Yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've actually got a few top three tips for anyone listening so don't tell anyone but no um no i have three uh top tips um that if anyone wants to like get involved which why wouldn't you um like we said earlier it's free um and you've got all this stuff i mean seriously have a quick look and and come back and say actually no we didn't find something we enjoyed so um it's so yeah my three top tips to your listeners uh exclusive so sign up for the membership. So just log on to www.diageo.com. Sign up. Again, like I say, it's free. Um, sign up for the newsletter as well. We do not spam you. We do not bombard you. Um, so you get the newsletters. These newsletters have been... We've had feedback from people throughout this pandemic that have just been like these newsletters felt that you know it, if I felt like I was connected, um, you know you feel part of the community, um, and take the time to jump on an e-learning. Um, there are so many modules there. You know bar skills. I was talking earlier about life skills. So it's not even just bar stuff. You know, like I was saying. Um, you know, selling your personal brand. You know, if you if you're moving from an outlet, maybe your outlet unfortunately has closed, and you're looking for a new role. You're looking for a new. You're looking for a, you know. You need to work on your CV. You know, these are these are things that can help. So yeah, so sign up for the uh, the the. It's a first of all become a member. Um, definitely sign up for a newsletter and. Uh, take an e-learning uh, because they're fun, they're quick, and like I say, you can do it on your way on the subway or something. So, those are my three top tips that I thought I would share with you, uh, Sotho and Greg. That's fantastic, man. Yeah, so I, I, think, I, I think the ones that that are, that are most interesting to me, uh, and I think uh, are most sort of uh, valuable to uh, you know younger bartenders uh, or up and comers in the field. Uh, are, are the ones you just mentioned, sort of like how to mm. build your own brand, how to create a better, uh, you know, uh, you know, portrait of yourself so that you can get out there and market yourself. Uh, and then uh, then beyond that, I think those those would be the first steps that, that I would go through as a younger bartender. And then, then beyond that, it's the learning and the educational aspects. You can build upon that and you can keep adding to yeah, that CV that you, you make look so sparkly, right? Yeah. Well, I let me let me ask you this then, because I always sort of have a um, a moment whenever I join uh, some you know an, an online class or forum or something like this. Uh, something that I've I've dipped my toe into a little bit over the past year is like I still get a little overwhelmed when I it's it's almost a little bit like stepping into a carnival where all of a sudden everything is like free. Talk to me a little bit about uh, what people will see when they first log into your website, when they first create an account, where do they go? Because I've sort of dipped my toe into mm. a lot of these kind of online courses, online uh, festivals, online conferences over the past year. And it's, it's it feels a little bit like walk. Yeah, it's like walking into a <laughs> carnival where all of a sudden there are these bright flashing lights and right. everything's kind of trying to get your so, attention. So where, what, what are people okay, going to see? So and the where first should they thing go they're going to see is the age gate. So we obviously, uh, if, you, if you're dialing in or logging in from the States, we obviously need to see that you're above league or 21, 21 in the States. So uh, that's the first thing you're going to see. Makes sense. Then what I would suggest is to sign up. So you're going to see a login or a sign up button. If you sign up, you get to be part of like the whole community. Um, so you could sign up, like I said earlier, totally free. Um, we just need a few little details from you. Um, and then it's the, the, the world is your oyster. So you could then navigate your way through. If you want to see what some cool trends or inspiration are, over in the UK or 
you want to know a bit more about your liquid, so maybe you're not so up with your um, bourbons and you'd like to learn a bit more about bourbon, you could go into Know Your Liquid. If you want to understand a bit more, maybe you're a senior bar professional or a bar manager uh, or owner, uh, you could click on profitability. So we talk about profitability and you guys were talking about that earlier. And Fingers crossed that we all go back into, or all of our on-trade buddies go back into profitability soon. So, I mean, even now more than ever, you know, coming out of this um, pandemic uh, or, you know, reopening, you know, that would be a really useful one to have a look at. You know, we've got a hygiene and safety thing there. So there's tons of uh, really easy to navigate way through um, um, the tabs. Um, and then my, my biggest piece would go in like have a look at the so it says training so you click into the training and it will take you into like some of the different e-learning um, so there's like I said you've got um, the e-learning you've got quizzes you've got the different bunch of our courses that we do um, we've got downloadable tools and assets so you know from recipe cards to um, you know like a checklist for opening and closing. So um, you could click into meeting our experts. So, I mean, there is, like I said, we, we could be here for the whole evening uh, talking about it because there is, there is just tons in there. But um, yeah, like I said, I think that, that my three top tips, you know, just um, sign up, you know, become the member, sign up to the newsletter and um, take an e-learning, have a, have, a, have a go at it. It's fun, it's informative. Uh, and and you can do it at your own time as well. And you get certificates as well. Did I mention you get certificates? And they're free as well. Yeah, <laughs> everyone Ooh, loves fun. a certificate. But yeah, so um, absolutely, for I assume, absolutely. Right? So I mean, what is what is not <laughs> what is not to love? So yeah, so that's what they'll see. Um, so yeah, um, check it out. And um, but I I hear you. Like sometimes you can go on these things, and it's it's a bit like a rabbit in headlights. Like which which way do I look? Where like do I go there or do I go there? I'm like oh my god, there's so much information, and there is a lot of information on this, but it's all really yeah. clearly beautifully laid out. And um, yeah, I think people enjoy it. That's fantastic. Uh, I, I also want to make a quick uh, note for our listeners here about uh, why Souther got so quiet. Unfortunately, we had a, an internet issue and he had to jump out a little bit early. Uh, one of the downsides of having your virtual studio uh, encompass the entire globe is that sometimes, despite the fact that you can podcast from anywhere, sometimes people just can't get in. Uh, but that's okay. We're still having a, a fun time here. And I really wanted to ask you this question about um, where you see the future of education going for bartenders, because we work in a very bizarre field where when I was managing restaurants and had to hire for a new position, anytime I saw that someone on their resume had listed like Joe's mm. school of bartending in Queens or whatever, that resume went right into the trash, which yeah. is weird. Like that qualifications shouldn't be something that weirdly mm. disqualify people. And it's always struck me as kind of a, uh, deficiency in this industry that you know the the, the mentality it's, is like the I, only way to yeah, learn is on the yeah. job i mean i hear you like there is I, I think i think that was i think we've i think we've kind of moved away from that um that mentality of oh i must go to this bar school to i mean I'd look there's nothing wrong with going to those bar schools and going and learning your basics and stuff and you know diageo bar academy we also do um, Diageo Bar Academy Essentials when we do face-to-face -face trainings um, and you learn the basics um, uh, but I do think as we move forward and as we progress the learning journey is it's down to you you know it's, it's it, we're all taking you know learning has changed so much it's not just about sitting a in a classroom or having someone say to you this is how to stir this is how to muddle this is how to do this and then that's that's it your learning is done and you're good to go to go and work in a bar i think it the onus is and i think people nowadays are more the onus is on you to develop yourself um and i think that's why resources like diagebaracademy.com and you know even youtube and things like that you know people are, 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 are going and 
learning these skills and doing stuff on their own rather than that old school traditional I went to that hotel school and they taught me how to serve (laughs) you know it's uh, the onus is more on you if you're going to develop and progress in your career Um, and I think it's about like looking out for these resources and tools at your fingertips and I think the world is an amazing place now because it is all at our fingertips uh, so it's about kind of spreading that message of what's out there for you to go and do that for your, on, your, on your own Well that's, that's interesting that you bring that up because I hadn't even you know it, it, when I was making my admittedly somewhat <laughs> snarky points about bartending schools I forgot, I forgot that that's the thing that actually like you can go to a reputable bartending school not just in the UK but in lots of other countries in the world it's really, it's really just us that think it's a good idea to run bartending schools where you don't actually work with any liquor you're just mixing together various different colored bottles but I, but water, I, but I think that, I mean, so I hear you, I heard your point as in so I think though they they serve a purpose and they're great but I don't think anyone can say right I've been to this school I did three days of training I am now a professional bartender no <laughs> so I think that was the point you were trying to make about the resume mm-hmm. sort of like yes I've done this bar school qualification I, I passed with flying colors I did three days of training and I'm now a fully fledged bartender uh no <laughs> you need to you need to come and do some double shifts yeah. you need to come and do a bar back shift you need to work till two in the morning you need to take the trash out you need to <laughs> yeah exactly yeah let's see let's see how well you can deal with you know being 60 yeah, on, yeah, uh, exactly. saturday night while while the only restroom in your entire bar is out of commission and your pdq and we'll machine's to you just gone down by the way and now bartender. you're gonna have to go to manual transactions and and <laughs> Oh, and the bus boy is now having a drama with his girlfriend, so he's now walked out on shift. Yeah, now let's see how you go on. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't, don't actually they don't do, do they? Uh, no. But, but I mean, that's kind of the, I guess that's kind of the weird conundrum about like what it means to be mm. an educated bartender because there does happen to, you know, there's uh, a certain level of uh, controlled chaos that yeah. you need to be just in in terms of who you are as a human being capable if not on some sort of sick way yeah, exactly. enjoy dealing with, i always i you know? um i always i mean no two in the bars and clubs and stuff that i ran no two nights were the same um just for the reasons that we've like you know you never know what was about to happen like you said the restroom has just blocked up or you know someone from the council has just come in and they've decided they want to do a sound check whilst you've just had (laughs) a hen party of 20 girls come in who are screaming and the council are coming in they want to do a sound you know no two nights are the same and no one can prepare you for that and i think it's the resilience and the kind of the creep again back to the what we've spoke about at the beginning the creativity the resilience of being in that industry that i think makes us all a sucker for loving it so much uh you know i i loved it you know um we all love it well this is oh yeah of course yeah because because we're all because we're all in some way or another at some level adrenaline junkies who thrive on that um but i guess i guess my my larger question about the future of education is you know, for a field like ours, where so much of it is dependent on your ability to think on your feet and and deal with unexpected scenarios like that, like how do you, what is the future of education? Because, you know, we all agree that that needs to be, uh, that there are certain parts of this job mm-hmm. that you just can't prepare for. But also, I don't like the idea that the only way to learn is just to do it for five years so is that yeah yeah exactly so is there is there a a middle ground and how do we get to that question um i think reading uh other people's experiences learning like learning through that as well um having a mentor uh but you know reading you know some inspirational people that have been through that and not hearing their journey um i would help would help um, it's a great question. Uh, I'm not sure I have the, I'm not sure I have the full yeah. answer. It's, yeah. it's okay. I don't have the answer for it either. I love, I love asking guests to predict the future. Oh, well, you know, show. I was it's a magician. So funny enough, to do. if you, you're sitting on an envelope, <laughs> you're sitting I on an envelope. Have you seen the envelope? I promised I wasn't going to If you open that envelope, <laughs> oh there we God. go. 
<laughs> it's a, it says go to DelGioBarAcademy.com. <laughs> Uh, well, th- this has been fantastic. And actually, uh, speaking of which, are there any um, other social media uh, venues that you'd like to plug or any, any other uh, so extra we're, we're things about we're, we're Academy on Facebook, you'd like to talk about? We're on Instagram. Um, so we're, we're there. So uh, through Bar Academy, you can click through and it's, it's all there. So, um, you know, we actually do some pretty cool Instagram stories. We do some Instagram takeovers. Um, so each, all of them are different. Um, so again, those are nice, like nice little bite-sized chunks of, you know, sometimes we'll have an Instagram takeover by, um, you know, some cool bartender in Amsterdam or, you know, so it's pretty cool. So definitely worth a check. That's fantastic. Well, Mark Barrett from Diageo Bar Academy. Thank you so, so much for joining us. This is education in this field is one of my favorite things to talk about. So thank you so much for for sitting down and uh, gazing into the crystal ball a little bit. Thank you so much for joining us from Diageo Bar Academy. Uh, Thank you so much for talking to us about the future of education in this field. Uh, For more great shows just like this one, you can check out heritageradionetwork.org and click on the beating heart at the top of our homepage to donate. But for now, that's it this week from the Speakeasy. On behalf of me and Souther and Damon, cheers, everybody. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil runs his groove in that rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you sound in the air. The Speakeasy is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to learn more about our 10-year anniversary celebration happening all year long, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find us at facebook.com forward slash heritage radio network. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fair, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be part of the food world's most innovative community? Subscribe to the shows that you like. Tell your friends. And please... Join the HRN family by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.